So I understand we're in Iowa now. We are in Iowa. Iowa. Recording from Iowa. Here we are. Was that the best segue ever or the worst? I thought I thought it was lovely. Thank you. You're real team player, Tam. Team player. All right. We are in Iowa. Hello, Do you Iowa. Guys... Hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> oh, I hate y'all. Uh, not really. What happened? I don't know what this happened. This is a train wreck already. No. Yeah. Off to a great start. But that's okay. Okay, have y'all been to Iowa? No. Do y'all know anything if about I have, Iowa? Uh, if I have, I've only been through it. Like, I don't think it was a destination. But um, my best friend's mom is from Iowa, and all her mm. family live there. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, good news is is that there is no research that says Iowa doesn't actually exist. So oh, that's, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a so, strong beginning. I really thought you were about to say good news is there's no urban legend or research to be done in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> or it's perfectly safe and pack your bags because if coronavirus ever ends, we're going on a trip. If it uh, ever ends. To Iowa. Yeah. I, I just need it to end. I'm so over this virus and so the whole rest of the world, I'm sure. But Right. Like, I like my house and this is not the worst place to be quarantined. I'm just tired of being in the same place. Oh. Yeah. Right. With great internet connectivity. With incredible internet connectivity. <laughs> um, never, never dip out of a room when I'm recording. My Zoom calls are all incredibly functional. Yeah, it's going super <laughs> well. Super well. Well, yeah, I'm over it for that regard, and I'm over it in work regards, too. It's just, I I just want things to be back to complete normal. It's getting there. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. it's still not quite there yet. So, mm-hmm. it probably won't be for, let's be honest, like another year. Um, oh, God. <laughs> no, I mean, like, work-wise for me, just like, we need a vaccine, but that's okay. We do. We also need the three of us to be able to go have a meal that isn't terrible ramen. That was our final meal together, and it's haunting me. It's it very depressing. Haunting. Good news is, is I have a strong suspicion that I will be able to see you in the next, like, for our next recording. Now I'm knocking on wood without, you know, legs on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But hopefully this might be our last recording virtually. I what don't makes know you think that? Huh? What makes you think that? Well, it just, it, I guess it just depends on how people feel and how people She's are. She's being hopeful. <laughs> oh, I, I thought hopeful. she knew something I didn't know working in the medical profession. I was very excited for a moment there. Well, I will tell you, I'm not on the COVID unit. Every shift that I work, I've only been a couple times in the recent events. So maybe I'll stop going at all and I'll be able to see people. That'd be great for okay. everybody, for your mental health too. You know what I mean? Accurate. Okay, but we're in Iowa, and but we're in Iowa, <laughs> and not and not quarantined right now. And unfortunately, Iowa is probably under quarantine as well, and they're also dealing with the coronavirus. But the Black Angels, it's a strong possibility. <laughs> yeah, the Black Angels of Iowa, however, are probably not dealing with the coronavirus. Ooh, so that's spooky sounding. Okay, I accidentally saw a picture of the Black Angel on one of the. Uh, I didn't read anything about it, but I just saw the. A picture and I was like oh that's gonna be interesting if <laughs> that's the one she so told tell me 
So tell me about the Black Angels. Okay, so there are two Black Angels of Iowa. Not one, but two. Okay. And so I'll talk about the first one. The first angel we're going to talk about is the Black Angel of Council Bluffs. It's uh, okay. located at the edge of Fairview City Cemetery in Council Bluffs, Iowa. Each time Council Bluffs gets said, I think somebody's going to say Castle Black, just for the record. Yeah, okay. So I the Black Angel of Castle Thrones. Black, that's where we are. <laughs> I'm a Game of Thrones so much. So do I. <laughs> but hurry and talk in case I fall out again. Okay. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Okay. So um, she's located at the edge of Fairview Cemetery in Council Bluffs, Iowa. And this statue okay. is a memorial to a woman named Ruth Ann Dodge. So Ruth Ann was pretty cool. Um, Ruth, <laughs> I know her personally. No, I don't. I see that. I was not visited by Ruth Ann's apparition during this research. Oh, okay. Good to know. Right. Um, so Ruth Ann was the wife of General Grenville Dodge, a prominent Civil War general for the Union Army. It was um, nice that she got her own name. I know. I, oh, I, yeah. It's revolutionary. Through the last couple of episodes, I've actually thought about her. <laughs> And I was like, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Woo. Uh, so actually, she, her family is pretty cool. Lincoln made her husband, you know, the great Abraham Lincoln, made okay. her husband the chief engineer of the Transcontinental Ra- Railroad. Oh, Ooh. wow. Big deal. I know. That's pretty cool, huh? Um, Very. But unfortunately for her, Ruth Ann was said to have been overshadowed by her husband's legacy. Uh, but she was a woman who was said to have been very spunky and was not afraid to speak her mind in a time where it was uncommon for women to do so. Love that. So I like it, her already. Right. It sounds like our kind of gal. So she loved gardening, music, and art. She was also an excellent horsewoman and marksman. Together, Ruth Ann and her husband had three daughters, Eleanor, Anne, and Letty. One night, Ruth Ann had a dream that she was standing on a shoreline and saw an ancient boat emerge with an extremely beautiful woman aboard. Mrs. Dodge guessed that it was an angel and that she's, and she saw that the angel was holding a small bowl that was overflowing with water. The hmm. angel said that she had brought both a promise and a blessing to Ruth Ann Dodge, but Ruth Ann didn't feel worthy of such a large blessing, so she refused the drink. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, the angel appeared a second time on another night and she refused again. And then Ruth, she had the dream for the third time and she finally decided to drink from the bowl. Peer pressure. Right. <laughs> so she's telling this, like she's telling her daughters about this dream. Um, and that she said that after she drank from the bowl, she felt a powerful spiritual transformation. Oh my. Yeah. Okay. So she told them that by drinking from the bowl, she was given immortality. Oh. Oh. The the odd thing about this dream, though, is that she died very shortly after. Okay. Well. Um. So perhaps not immortality. <laughs> right. It, it was kind of kind of tragic. Um. But her like this dream really sat with her daughters, and they wanted to memorialize her mom in some way. So her daughters, Ellen and Anne, decided to commission a man named Daniel Chester French to bring their mother's vision to life. He created a beautiful statue of an angel holding an overflowing bowl of water and mm-hmm. was dedicated in 1920. So even though, like, Ruth Ann died, like, it was just a very spiritual experience for her and it really sat with the daughters. So right. they wanted to memorialize her. 
Okay. That may uh, be the picture side. that I saw. It sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. Like it was a, the stat- picture that I saw was a statue. So, um, fun fact, and Uh-oh. Aaron, you let me know if it's <laughs> fun or not, but um, Daniel Chester French actually went, later went on to sculpt the massive statue of Lincoln and the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. Oh, that is that is a fun fact. It is yes. fun, right? Um, Aaron yes. approved. Aaron approved fun fact. That's right. You're welcome. Okay, so <laughs> why is the angel such a big urban legend in Iowa? Um, it's said that the bronze oh. statue began to oxidize abnormally quickly and turn black. Mm-hmm. It quickly become the focus of a few urban legends in the area. There are several tales that have been spread through the last hundred years. One of the stories is that she leaves her pedestal each night flying above the cemetery and visiting the fresh graves of the people who have recently been buried. Hmm. That's friendly. I, I know. I thought that was actually kind of nice. I don't really sense anything sinister about that, but you know. She's like the cemetery welcome wagon. Yeah. So I don't know if I just, I missed something or if, I don't know what happened, but did you say that it wasn't like the statue wasn't originally black, but it quickly turned black? Yeah. So it was a bronze okay. statue. And oh, okay. And okay. it like abnormally quickly. Oh, okay. It didn't give me like a time period, but it just said like all of the accounts I read said it 20 to 30 minutes yeah right (laughs) 15 15 minutes later that that bronze not looking good they're like wow we paid a lot of money for something that didn't hold up well (laughs) well it held up just fine just it's creepily not bronze anymore but um okay so not all of the stories are that um friendly thank you for being the welcome wagon of the cemetery but more sinister stories have said that children have disappeared into thin air after walking behind the statue. Okay. Oh, no. So it kind Once of, again, this has escalated quickly. Yeah. When we did the, um, when we did the Indiana episode and you were talking about like people disappearing all of a sudden, but walking behind trees, I was like, Oh, I hate oh that. yeah. That's not mm-hmm. okay. Um, so, yeah, it is kind of creepy, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. Some say her eyes watch you as you walk past the statue. No, thank you. Oh, uh-huh. It's like freaking Winifred Sanderson yes. in Hocus Pocus. <laughs> yes. Is it Halloween yet? Yeah. In my heart, it's always Halloween. I almost decorated for fall the other day, and Kevin was like, no, it's May. It, I mean, I know it's not May when this yet. when this episode airs. It won't be May. But just for all of those listening, it is absolutely May, and I did try to decorate for fall and got shut down. <laughs> Time means nothing anymore anyway, so. <laughs> it's a social construct. <laughs> my favorite meme that I've seen, and I actually tagged you in it when I put it on my story, was save Halloween and stay home. Okay. I oh, saw yeah. that and it made I me happy. <laughs> stay home so we can have Halloween in October. Yeah. Um, okay. But anyways, others, uh, other stories say that you will bring great misfortune or even death upon yourself if you look into her eyes or touch her outstretched hand. Dear me. I I realize now that you said great misfortune, but at first I thought you said greatness, fortune, or even death. And I'm like, wait. I'm not (laughs) sure which one we should go with here. (laughs) Yeah, these these are not the same. Let's take a chance, right? You have 33.333% chance of dying, so maybe don't do that. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Correct. 
Another big one is if you look into the eyes of the angel on the anniversary of Ruth Ann's death, they will turn bright red and you will die within 48 hours. Okay. Dear. So I just like, I, this kind of bummed me out because Ruth Ann actually seemed like a pretty cool person. And now her, right? her angel is just like this, whatever. Um, Sorry, Ruth Ann. I'm sorry that your angel is a source of fear and, you know. But in 1980, the statue was added to the National Register of Historic Places, Historical Places. But unfortunately, over the years, the angel has been a target of vandalism and graffiti. And in 2009, a massive repair project was completed on the statue. Mm. So she's still around. She's on the National Register of Historical Places, which is kind of cool. So that's the story of Ruth Ann's angel. There's another one the black angel of Oakland. And while they are similar, they are similar stories. They're uh, while the angel themselves are similar stories. Their backgrounds are pretty different. So this eight foot statue is a memorial to the Feldevert family and stands atop a four foot pedestal. So massive. It's a big angel. 12 foot memorial. Ooh. Yeah. Oh dear um, goodness. Yeah. Overcompensation much. Yeah, Exactly. So the statue reads Rodina Feldevortova, meaning what? Basically, the Feldevert family. <laughs> okay. I mean, you couldn't just say that. Come on. That's not what it says. I had to say what the actual memorial. Not you. Not you. You're just oh. reporting. I'm really more commenting on the uh, pretentiousness of the family. But now that I, I said, thought, I'll probably be haunted. I thought you were talking to me, and I was like, "Well, I mean, I just did the research." Was it? Don't be so. Don't be so sensitive. <laughs> No, that's not possible. I'm sorry. Okay. Anyways, so Teresa Dolezal Feldevert was an immigrant from Bohemia, what is now the Czech Republic and Slovakia. And she came to America with her son, Eddie, to basically make a new home for herself. Eddie ended up dying at the age of 17 of meningitis. And when he died, he was buried in Oakland and she had a monument made of Eddie or made of for her son of a tree stump with an ax embedded into it saying that it represented a life cut short. Oh, oh so that's sad. I know. Very sad. Really sad. Um, but after Eddie's death, she moved to Chicago, Illinois. She was briefly married to a man named Joseph Picha. And once they divorced, she moved to Eugene, Oregon and married Nicholas Feldevert, a prominent organ rancher. Sorry. That was a lot, but okay. Um, they both had two, the two of them both had two other marriages behind them and had both lost a child. So they really connected in that way. And they were married for 24 years before Nicholas died and he was buried. In wow. Maine. So brokenhearted, Teresa wanted to hire a sculptor to curate a memorial for her two lost loves. And she hired a man out of Chicago named Mario uh, Corbell to construct a bronze angel to guard her family. When the monument, this is in Oregon. This no, she. I'm sorry, I should have said that. I thought I typed that out. She moved. She came back to Iowa. Okay, I was like, I thought we were on Iowa, but I don't want to be rude. No, <laughs> I know. You said something because that did leave not it happen. to Amanda to travel within. You know, take us on a tour. That's right. Right, exactly. So we are back in Iowa, ladies and gentlemen. I do apologize. Thank you, Derby. For that confusion. So she comes back to Iowa because that's where her son is buried, right? Um, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And uh, she hired a man named Mario Corbell to construct a bronze angel to guard her family. 
When the monument was finished, she had her husband's remains cremated and sent to Iowa and also moved her son's grave and monument to Fairview Cemetery to... um, So she's got everybody together. To join her late husband, yeah. And this is a bronze angel? This is a bronze angel. Okay. This is the 12-foot one, right? Yes. Okay. No, thanks. That's huge. Um, So when Teresa died in 1924, her ashes were placed with her husband's at the base of the angel, but her death date was actually never inscribed. Her birth date was, um, but her death date was not. Hmm. Okay. There was something odd about the angel, though. It wasn't your typical American depiction of an angel with, like, outstretched arms, and what she wasn't looking up into heaven. She was looking down. And according to a couple of accounts, this was creepy to the townspeople. Um, I later read that that's kind of just, like, more of an Eastern European style. Um, oh, okay. As, like, guarding, but they didn't know that at the time. And um, to boot, while we know that bronze turning black happens, obviously, with natural oxidation, this statue as well seemed to um, oxidize at an unnatural speed. And the pe- people of towns, people of the town uh, began to get a little more suspicious and the rumors of Teresa began. The worst rumor, poor thing, was that she actually was evil and some even believed her to be a witch. Some say that Eddie didn't die of meningitis and that she actually murdered him. Wow. I know. I was like, well, that's rude, but okay. It's aggressive. Rumors say that the angel's wings are actually blocking her son's hus- son and husband's souls from getting into heaven, trapping them on earth. Forever. Mercy. Okay. I really will take it to the next level, won't I? People really have some imaginations, y'all. They do. Mm-hmm. Um, more of, moreover, the angel actually turned black as a mark of guilt for her actions. Sure. Which mm-hmm. seems, you know, seems legit to me. That's pretty terrible. A little over the top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Being that Teresa was viewed as someone mysterious and evil, some say the angel turned black after she died to warn people to stay away from her grave. Wow. Another is that a thunderstorm occurred the night of Teresa's funeral and a bolt of lightning struck the angel, charring her. Oh. Oh. Yeah, not Teresa, the angel. Right. Okay. So. There's another rumor, however, that the, and this is pretty scandalous, so wait for it. No, I'm kidding. Um, there's another rumor that the discoloration was Amanda. caused by infidelity. It's said that she vowed to her husband to remain faithful, even in death, and that she broke that vow, causing the angel to turn black. Okay. That sounds like just like messy little townspeople being rude. You know, honestly, <laughs> it really does. Honestly, this is what the research said, but I do not disagree with you because I thought that the entire time I was doing this research. Um, messy little townspeople is my favorite thing you've said in a long time. Can I get that on a t-shirt? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, Add it to the list. Right. Okay. Um, there are quite a few people that believe that the blackness started in the angel's eyes and kind of seeped out to the rest of her body from there. Mm. The angel allegedly turns a shade darker every year to mark those that it has killed. A shade darker than black? Yes. Well, a shade Mm. like dark. I don't know. Listen, maybe she's not like stark black, but that like grayish. It's like that Father Ted joke, like, oh, no, no, I ordered that in priest black. A lot of people think they're wearing black, but it's actually very, 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 very dark blue. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't remember that, but yes, that absolutely it's makes so sense coming from that show. 
Um, there are superstitions, of course, around this angel as well. Any girl who is kissed under the shadow of the angel's wings will die within six months. Sorry, but why would you just go to why? this grave mm-hmm. to kiss someone under the shadow of the wings? There are lots of other locations like, for how a good do you, kiss. Yeah, how do you accidentally find that out? I don't know. I feel like hopefully that's like trending out, but I'm not sure. Um, trending out? Why was it trending in? Right. Don't ask me. I never did it. <laughs> I never knew it was a thing, so. No, that would not be in my top 4,000 places. No. Mm-hmm. No. It's you're not exactly right. romantic. No, it's really not. Anyways, anyone who touches the angel on again on Halloween night will, well, die in seven years. That's hmm. very specific. Kissing the angel would, will cause one's heart to stop immediately. Okay. Why are you going to kiss a 12-foot angel statue? Like, that's just ridiculous. Well, okay, so one thing, I thought about that, but then, like, what if you don't know and you're just, like, paying respects? I mean, I don't kiss By statues. kissing an inanimate object. I don't a random person's angel marker? Do. Kiss random inanimate object? I could see if you, like, lay your hand on it and say a prayer, but, like, I would never walk up and kiss a statue. That's don't bizarre. Put, no, don't put your mouth on things that you don't know where... No. Okay. I don't know what's been there. All right. Okay. But I'm thinking more of the time period, like, and then people did kiss, like, if you went to church, like, people kiss statues. Amanda, I have never heard that. Have you not? Okay, maybe I'm crazy. But I've never heard of making out in a cemetery either, though, so whatever. Touche. That's true. So, apparently, only a virgin can survive kissing or touching the statue without being struck dead. Oh. When did we bring this into it? For heaven's sake. Yeah, because... Because chastity is valued above all. Don't doesn't matter if you're a good person as long as you're pure. Right. By the allegedly adulterous angel. But that's right. Wow. She values it. Oh my god. Um, and similar to our last black angel, this one wanders the cemetery every night. Mm. It didn't specify mm-hmm. that she was the greeting committee though, so I don't know. <laughs> These are two separate cemeteries, right? They're not in the same cemetery. They are not in the same cemetery, no. Um so there are several stories of the, like, kind of, like, personal accounts that we've talked about. Um, said, it didn't give me a time period, but several years ago, a young woman who was visiting the statue kissed the angel's feet. And six months later, she allegedly dropped dead. Mysteriously. Like, didn't know what happened. Yeah, she probably got some weird bacteria. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. You guys don't make these urban legends very fun, okay? Because that is absurd. No. Like, I, I don't go kissing random statues in random cemeteries. That doesn't make any sense. I do not disagree with you. I need that noted. <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, I'm like, come on. <laughs> but, okay. So another group of friends said that one of their group members was boasting about how he didn't believe in the legends of the angel and he touched her. According mm-hmm. to his friends, he died eerily shortly after this instance. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so this is kind of cool. In 2013, the sci-fi show Haunted Highway paid the Black Angel of Oakland uh, a visit. While they were filming, several odd sounds and a few visual anomalies were detected, like the orbs and such. But the biggest uh-huh. visual anomaly they found was that when they turned on their thermal cameras... Um, the angel was glowing hot despite the cool night air. 
Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's like, I love stuff like that. Okay, what's going on there? Okay, but to um, end this episode, I really felt bad for Teresa. So um, I do think that these are all legends. According to other accounts of history, she was actually a very philanthropic woman in her old age. The reason that there's no death date inscribed on her grave is that she donated all of her money for books for the local libraries and scholarships. So while it, while it might oh. seem like sinister that like and mysterious that she didn't have a death date inscribed, that's why. People back then didn't know that, but that's why. So I don't think I mean, I feel like that. if she donated all of her money, somebody could have ponied up and said, like, I'll take care of that etching on your gravestone for you. I yeah, and just thing. making up rumors about her after she died, rude. Right. That is rude. Well, these are messy townspeople, so you know. That's right. <laughs> Down with the messy townspeople. <laughs> So my theory, and this is totally garbage. I don't actually know if this is true or not, but maybe there's some garbage. Wait, what? How did you call yourself garbage before you started? (laughs) Well, I didn't call myself garbage. I said my theory must be garbage. (laughs) You put words in my mouth. Do you remember when I had this period of time that I was calling everything hot hot trash? Like, oh my god, that's such hot trash. Like, that's all I can think about right now. (laughs) My theory might be hot trash, but, you know, whatever. Let's hear it anyway. Well, no, it's very simple in the fact that I think there's something about the weather in Iowa that makes bronze oxidize more quickly. I don't know. Amanda, that is the most anticlimactic thing you could have said. (laughs) Well, it would have been fine had you not been like, this is probably garbage, but... You're welcome. You are welcome. Oh, God. Yeah, that's I, greatness. I was kind of wondering to myself, like, what is it about Iowa that turns these bronze statues black so quickly? But whatever. Well, I have a theory for you. No, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Thanks for clearing that up. Well, I'm really oh, glad that, that we got to end this episode and all the giggles. That makes me happy. <laughs> oh. I will say I'm, I'm not a fan of this distance recording. Like, we need to... I know. We need to be able to be in the same room ASAP. I know. I prefer it too. Wholeheartedly. Thanks for listening to Salt Salt Over Over Your Shoulder, a Redwater production. We appreciate your support. Your download allowed our crazy idea to gain steam and make it into your podcast directories. We couldn't do this without you. If you'd like to continue your support, you can engage with us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at SaltThePod, or follow us on Facebook at Salt Over Your Shoulder. You can also email us at saltoveryourshoulder at gmail.com. Special thanks to the one and only Andrew York for our awesome graphic. If you'd like to continue your support, please consider giving us a five-star review on your favorite podcast directory. This helps other people find us as well. You can also become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash